It's Friday night. This is Dr. Zeus of the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I am drinking a wonderful meal replacement drink right now because I ate too many carbs today. Too many. It's Friday. It's fun. Three days till Halloween. And then we move into the really crazy holiday season. You know it's crazy when already in July, they're doing Christmas in July in Hallmark. But I don't really watch Hallmark except for Golden Girls reruns and Frasier. Yes, I do watch Frasier. And Cheers. I did like Cheers. But that's besides the point. And thankfully, there is a silver lining. Luke McFarlane is going to stop doing Hallmark movies and devote himself to gay films. Thank you. Because you know, and if you don't know, Luke Farman, Luke Farlan, is an openly gay man. But he's playing straight for you ladies over at Hallmark. No, thank you. Oh, it's been a crazy month. A crazy month. Oh, I started a new venture. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's tough. Sometimes I can't talk about it. I've rekindled friendships. Next up on the list is to rekindle some romance. No, not really. <laughs> yes, let me call up my flings. Hey, it's been 10 years. <laughs> or no, nine years, I think it's been. Nine, probably. They've moved on, and I've moved on. That's why I don't call them. I understand some of you want to be friends with your exes, but this isn't Texas. This is California. <laughs> I could talk about the crazy shit that's going on in the world. But the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast is an escape from that real world. It's an escape. And yes, sometimes I do watch Joe Rogan, especially when he has Maynard James Keenan on. And then I'm sitting there like, how long is this fucking show? Where's your editor? <laughs> but, you know, a good editor... You go to Chelsea lately for that, all oh, that show. And tomorrow, I'm going to go see Miss Handler in concert. I am excited. I'm going to even buy a T-shirt. And maybe I'll ask her about her dogs. And if I get to talk to her, I doubt I will. Say, hey, Chelsea, I got some gummies. You want them? <laughs> I can just imagine that reaction. You do. Oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> but then I'd have to buy a book for her to sign because I just have her digital books. I ran into this last year when I met David Sedaris. David Sedaris came to town, and I saw him, and I had to buy a book. And he looks at my name. I didn't use my real name, and he just looks at like, hmm, this isn't your real name. Cute. And he's Greek, so he sees Zeus, and he's like, oh, Zeus. Okay. He starts to talk to me, and I said, well, Mrs. Sedaris, welcome to California. What do you think? Well, California always surprises me in some way. I almost bought a house here. And then he offered me candy, you know, like a good, a good fan. I ate the candy later on, not in front of him, because you got to wear a mask. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. This has been one of the craziest concert seasons ever, ever. It's almost over, I hope. <laughs> I mean, you know, when I was in the midst 
of that four day thing I wanted to be over and then it's over and it's like oh god I want to go back to it I want to go back and live inside that moment where we thought we were going to die at Slipknot or when people got pissed because Meshuga Meshuga we were chanting that didn't play bleed they didn't play bleed I didn't care <laughs> but other people were going ape shit they were going ape shit it's freeform Friday I'm not going to have any gummies because I want to stay of sound mind tonight. Usually I would. It's Friday night. I worked, you know, hard. Some of you wouldn't necessarily say that, but that's fine. You know, working nine to five. Yeah. Um, Dolly Parton's going to get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame next month. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that, as will a few others. Uh when is Tool going to get up there? I don't know. I don't even think they want in. And if they do, I could see Tom Morello inducting them. Because Tom Morello and Adam Jones have known each other since childhood. They went to school together in, in uh, Illinois. And Maynard was a guest on Rage's Know Your Enemy. So it's kismet. It's kismet. But hey, it may not happen. Don't hold your breath. <coughs> And here we are. It's been a crazy month. It's been a crazy month. But I get up every day. At first I was like, oh, I won't do I won't work Monday. And then it's like, no, I gotta do this every day. I gotta punch it in. Now as a podcaster, I always devote myself to all of you at the end of the night or when I have time to spare. Isn't that right? I have a special guest with me tonight. He's not saying much. But neither would his dad. Yeah? Yes, Grogu is in the house. He doesn't say much, but this is the way. And if he does the force, let's see. It's like a fortune cookie of itself. Yeah. Halloween is upon us. Isn't that right, little guy? Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's been a it's it's been a time. Um <laughs> Yeah. Films, music. I am at first I wasn't sure about seeing the movie Tar. My friend has convinced me because it looks kind of dark. It, I mean at first I thought Darren off uh Darren Afanovsky did it. If I'm saying his name wrong, slap me. And then I learned that Todd Fields had done it. And, you know, he did In the Bedroom, which is just a disturbing movie. And so I guess with Tar, he's taking the cake. When, but see, the, the brilliance of Kate Blanchett. It's like everything that Kate Blanchett touches turns to, I mean, it's so talked about. It's so talked about. Her performances, she just climbs inside of there. I was also thinking it doesn't hurt that her father was an American. Her father was from Texas. Oh, yes. A lot of people don't know that. If you if you read up on Kate Blanchett or if you've ever seen the 60 Minutes piece, her father was an American. He died when she was very young. And so maybe that's why she's such a great actress as she inhabits all of these different continents within her you know and she's got all this different lineage and um 
She's a damn great actress. Two-time Academy Award winner. That may change. First for The Aviator, playing Katherine Hepburn. She's the only person ever to win an Oscar for playing an Oscar winner. And then for Blue Jasmine, which is this Blanche Dubois. At first, I didn't like it, but then I thought, ah, all right. It was this Blanche Dubois, Bernie Madoff's wife, kind of, wow, that is crazy. So she is Kate the Great. We we are in another Kate, uh, you know, uh, age. You know, first we had Catherine Hepburn, and we had a, uh, you know, Kate Winslet. And now we have Kate Blanchett. These Catherines, they really know how to do it as actresses. And it doesn't hurt that she played Katherine Hepburn. <laughs> That's always a trip right there. You know, people have tried and failed to play Katherine Hepburn. And she not only did it, she won an award for playing Katherine Hepburn. In, in such a way that we still talk about it. And then she played Bob Dylan. She played a man. <laughs> She played an albino. She played a fairy. I mean, in uh, uh, or no, an elf. Sorry, in Lord of the Rings. I haven't watched Lord of the Rings in such a long time. I do love it though. I mean, come on, come on. My mother's favorite line from the first Lord of the Rings is with uh, Liv Tyler: "If you want him, come and claim him." And then she takes that sword out. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched the prequel. Is it a prequel? On um, and I was there's so much to watch, there's so much to watch. But tonight on the Doctor Zeus Film Podcast, if I get my equipment out, get your minds out of the gutter. <laughs> Oops, there go the keys. <laughs> um, don't worry, I'm sober. Remember, I can't drink anymore. Thank God. Um. I have a surprise, a surprise that was unleashed three days ago. So if you've already seen it, well, fuck me. Too bad, too late. But this really blew me away. It blew me away. It was fascinating. (sighs) Next spring, we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun the HBO way. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Shout out to Candace because we have been discussing it. Um, Our love. And affection for this just rabbit hole of a TV series that not only takes the piss, literally, out of everything, but it's, it's just a war of words and it's a war of personalities. And really, we're all like, who is going to come out on top? And we'll watch the trailer or you'll listen to it here at the Dr. Seuss Film Podcast because I, can't, I don't do video. You will listen to it, and then we will discuss what's coming 
in the spring. Everything I try to do, people turn against me. I'm a hundred feet tall. These people are pygmies. Spring of 2023. I know we want it now, but we got to wait until the spring of 2023 for season four of Succession. It won the Emmy back in September for Best Dramatic Series, although there's a lot of comedy in it. There's a lot of parody. Now, Candace and I talked while I was on my way to work via uh, hands-free, because I do voice clips, of uh, what might happen. Who might just take the keys, as Cherry Jones said so brilliantly in season... Oh, I love Cherry Jones. Come on. Talk about a great guest star, where she just lays it out. She lays it out on Succession. She lays it out on Logan Roy. And I have to play it because I love how she walks that line. She walks that line toward him. And what does he do in Logan Roy fashion? I mean, my God. Anyway, we all managed to get through an evening pleasantly enough. That's not why we're here, is it? No, it's not. I have no illusions about who Logan Roy is, who his children are. I'm not an idiot. Well, something has to be done. Eight straight quarters of losses is a hard truth, and we can't do good news without deep pockets. Uh Uh-huh. Call me a romantic, but I happen to believe that the presence of Pierce news cameras was what stopped certain East German border guards from opening fire in 1989. We helped take down that wall. Yes. Commendable. You may not believe that, but I do. Now, here we are. On the one hand, I do not like you very much. And I do not like your politics. On the other hand, I had a conversation this morning with my cousin Naomi. And she believes that a sale is the only way to ensure that Pierce Media can flourish. And that may be where we are. Rhea, what do you think? I think... I I think we're worth more. We have made a very generous offer in terms of market valuations. Nevertheless... I don't like to be squeezed. I thought we had a number. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, I mean... I could go to 25, but it would have to be fast. Then in that case, with a certain heaviness of heart, if I honestly had to say from the family's point of view, yes. Very well. 
If we can clear up our ethical concerns, I think we can talk. We would like to retain some board seats and get ironclad editorial protections in place. I think that could be hammered out. Also. Also. I think we would also like to have a conversation about management. Uh-huh. I won't have that man overseeing our news, I'm sorry. It's just not tenable. That won't be a problem. More important, we would like you to publicly announce a successor. Mm-hmm. And we would like the person you publicly announce to be Siobhan Roy. Well, that's not quite how I do things. Well, it will have to be, or there's no deal. We want to announce the sale and shift at the same time because, frankly, she may be one of you, but she's young, she's a woman, and her politics fit better with the core values of our family business. So, that's the offer. Well, to be fair, you don't have an offer. I have an offer. And if I announce my daughter... My daughter will be announced on my time. Okay. Let me explain something. Oh, please. You can't put a value on what we do. Funny. I have put a value on what you do. Well, if you won't budge, then I'm afraid we have no deal. Then we're done. Uh, would you like to hear my favorite passage from Shakespeare? Take the fucking money. And that's why succession is so good. Because he will not name the successor. Everyone either wants it to be Shiv, to be Kendall, or to be Roman. Now, in the third season, what happened? Well, there was a coup. There was a really fucked up coup. Okay? Here's a little of that. This is rumors. So I will need to talk to him directly, just me. Do you think you're close to him? You're just his little rat fucker. I'm just saying, as a matter of fact, that Dad and I have been working closely lately, and I don't want to go in too aggressive. I'm not busting in there crying Team Shiv, okay? We don't know how this is going to play out just yet. You think Daddy's protecting you? Hmm? No, we let Matson take control. That is Dad slamming the door. It means that he doesn't ever think that we will, can, or should take over. I just don't think we should be aggressive. I mean, can we even actually stop him? Yes. A change of control needs a supermajority in the holding company. Mom got us that the divorce. We need us on board. Right. Well, I'm not sure I want to pull out a move like that. Maybe I just stick with what I got. Which is what? Hard rifle and dick pics? Nice. Which is, I think with Dad pulling the strings, 
Where do you think we fit on Matson's new org chart, Rome? Hill Roman over you. Take you to the cellar, and that's that. Rome, you know Dad is never gonna choose you because he thinks there's something wrong with you. And I'm sorry, but maybe it's time that we said these things to each other instead of just talking it all out to Vanity Fair. End the holding company move. If we do that, that's real. He can't sanction a deal without us. That's legal fact. Block him and he's fucked. Okay, so... Time to rip off the band-aid. Damn! And and they tried. They tried. And then what happened? Shiv confided in the wrong person. And that wrong person went directly to Logan Roy. And so now we have season four where it's going to get bloody. Now, my discussion with my friend Candace, I said, look. Or no, I didn't say it like that. I'm so tired right now. But I said, I have an, a weird feeling. Three of them are just going to take over. That's it. That's it. Because they are Royco. They are the company. The three strongest children of that family. Because one alone can't do it. They all have different qualities that really fit fit into that bloodbath that is their father's company. And so that's what Candace and I talked about. Succession is so beautifully written. Viciously written by Jesse Armstrong. Um, it is really just fabulous. I have really no words <laughs> to really for <coughs> to describe how brilliant the show is. You know, upon oh, and he's a Sagittarius. Hello, hello. Of course, he is such a great writer. Um, that doesn't hurt. So what's going to happen in season four? Season three, well, they, they Band-Aid came off, and what happened? It was a bloodbath. It was a fucking bloodbath. And I just am... I'm, <laughs> I'm counting down to spring. It's like, fuck all the rest. Give me succession season four. Give it to me, HBO. <laughs> Oh my God! This this uh, yeah, and and you know, and Tom McFadden or Tom McFadden, um, Tom Tom, the gentleman who plays Tom, <laughs> um, won an Emmy. He won an Emmy for playing Tom, and uh, the show, um, Jeremy and uh. uh Brian didn't win. I, you know, in all honesty, I thought this was Brian Cox's year. I really did. Because he's such a conniving character that he plays Logan Roy. And I thought, give him the Emmy. And they gave it to Squid Game. But hey, you know, well, okay. So, you know, I guess that's the new, the new uh, kid in the blo- on the block. But Succession. Succession is so bloodthirsty. Cutthroat. It's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, I grew up in the 80s when, you know, you had, and I remember Dynasty and Falcon Crest and Dallas were these people with all bags of money. Hello. And they're just going at it. And then, you know, Sopranos, organized crime. And here we are. We're at succession. We're all of those components. And there's a lot of money. There's a, probably as much money as the new British prime minister. <laughs> 
who has more money than the king and the queen. Oh, yes. And Prince Harry has a book coming out, so I'm sure everyone's going to be on the ground soon clutching to their pearls or clutching their pearls. But back to succession. I am just, I watched it this morning. I was just, oh, my God. It is magnificent. So here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, it's all about a nice fucking Friday where you can unwind because the weekend is almost here. You've worked hard and you get to watch this magnificent trailer, a teaser trailer of probably one of the most well-written shows on television with an exceptional cast, supporting cast, guest stars. I mean, if, if that scene that I played of Cherry Jones and Oscar winner Holly Hunter, and they're all in that room together. And Brian Cox, I love how, as Logan, he's like, oh, you want to hear my favorite line from Shakespeare? Take the fucking money. Shakespeare never said that, but... <laughs> and Brian Cox did Shakespeare. He did it on the stage. He did it in film. He was in Coriolanus. He was in a lot of productions. So for him to say that, it's like, oh, man. Just brilliant. And then the three of them in that car, Shiv, Ro- Roman, and, and Kendall, really trying, how are we, how are we going to do this? And there's a takeover that's going to happen. And it reminded me of today because who bought Twitter? Huh. Well, we know who bought Twitter. I was in San Francisco a couple, uh, several times this month. And I passed the Twitter building. I took a picture of it. I'm sure you can't do that now because, you know, they they don't permit it anymore. Don't take pictures of Twitter. But I did because I thought, oh, you know, I just felt compelled. Yeah. Oh, the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. When you get me talking about succession, I could go all night long. And I'm Latin, so trust me. And yes, I know. You're like, oh, my God, that's a stereotype. Well, I can't go all night long, thought-wise. thought, thought wise. Other, other things, we won't go there because this is a podcast. We're talking about a series. Uh, some of you are a little scared to watch. I get it. I get it. I get it. When I watched it last year, and I, and I want to name drop Candace because she's so amazing. She such a positive influence and... Um, Always about, you know, uh, doing the right thing. And uh, I love I love just talking to her because it's always, you know, it's a, it's a good meeting of minds. She was the one who said to me, stick with the show. Because at first I'm watching, I'm like, oh, my God, these people are rich and they're miserable and blah, 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 cry, cry, cry. She said, stick with the show. I said, okay. And I, and I forced myself to watch it. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is a parody. Oh, my God, this is wild. This is magnificent. This is, I know, you're probably listening like, oh, God, is he stoned right now? No, don't worry. I'm high off of succession. It's such a great show. And, um, I mean, for me, though, it's all about Jeremy Strong's character. Jeremy Strong is really the Daniel Day-Lewis of television. Uh, you know it's you know he is so good when Rosie O'Donnell 
posts an Instagram of her watching the series season finale, almost a series finale. We're not there yet. Season finale of Succession season three and says this guy is the best actor on television. Yeah, that's why we were all convinced he was probably going to win another Emmy and he didn't. But he's already got one. He's already got one. You know, I, I kind of understand that right there. It's like, all right, all right. You know, throw the other show a bone. <laughs> I know some of you are like, oh, but it's Squid Game. Uh, I'm not getting into Squid Game. Trust me. So, or or season two of White Lotus because Mur- Murray Bartlett isn't in it. And I like Murray Bartlett. I really do. I loved him in Looking. I loved him in White Lotus. I mean, come on. Come on. You know, I'd give him an Emmy just for eating someone's ass. Come on. And the, and the, and was he the hotel boy or the pool boy? I don't remember. Yeah, right there. And it was actually his idea. <laughs> That's television. That's HBO. HBO put the, well, I could say that, but it's derogatory and I won't. But HBO really put the cojones in television. You know, you've got Game of Thrones and you've got True Blood. Oh, I love True Blood. And funnily enough, Alexander Skarsgård is in season three and season two of Succession. Or season three and four, sorry. Hopefully he's in season four because he brokered a deal. Kind of like that gentleman who just bought Twitter. That's where I was like, oh, it's... Life imitating art or art imitating life. I mean, it's it's really along those crazy fucking lines. So as I finish my meal replacement and settle into the weekend, relaxed, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>